your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we are back. Brand new month, brand new week, brand new blues team seemingly. We are covering their third straight win, a 4-1 victory over the Anaheim Ducks Sunday evening. Uh, you'll be listening to this night, bright and early Monday morning. But yeah, good win for the Blues. Their third in a row. We'll be getting into that. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use that promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Before we get into the, the nitty-gritty, the fine details of this game, uh, sort of a broader scheme question. Blues have won three games in a row, and they seem to be firing all cylinders. What have you What have you liked over the, ab- about this team over the past week? Uh, I, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, but I really think the defense has been coming around. And I think watching that first period, I was like, oh, I don't know. It's the second game in the series. We're looking kind of rough. Uh, Billy Huso kept us in there with a couple of crucial big saves. Uh, <laughs> big, big day from the kid. Gets his first NHL win on the season and then has just the best, one of the best interviews I think I've seen afterwards. Uh, we'll get into that as well. But I mean, just you talk about confidence, uh, confidence boost, not just for the team either, but for Billy Huso as well. I think all around, uh, everybody kind of padded the stat sheets this weekend. And we talked about, we talked about it. this team's got to take advantage um, of this struggling Ducks team that's kind of one of those bottom feeder teams that on paper uh, you should be able to take advantage of and should be easy points and an easy series win and for the Blues it hasn't been any series this season hasn't been easy they've been splitting them left and right so it's good to finally go out win a series take both games and get your first NHL win for Vili Huso at the same time because that's going to be crucial for him to extend his play and play the way he did I mean a couple of those saves had me scratching my head like how did that not go in so I think just all around the team they, they strung two games together that were very impressive, and if they keep that momentum going, there's no reason to think uh, Don't forget about the they third won't be back one. in the playoffs. They yeah, won well, three in a row. They won three in a row, but I think wasn't the very ones impressive, against, yeah. yeah, the two against the Ducks were the most impressive play I think I've seen from this team this season. So, But yeah, three in a row. Three in a row is nice. But getting back to the Billy Huso thing, I think uh, tonight's game was such a big test uh, in the sense that when we talked about this series you know, coming into it, we, we said the difference was going to happen at goaltending just because... John Gibson has been the best goalie in the league through the small sample size at the beginning of the year. And, you know, you could argue that, yeah, he had a really poor start against the Blues, but I, I think that may, that would make him even more motivated in this game and make it even harder to go up against him because he's kind of out for revenge. So given Billy Huso giving up that first goal on what was, I think, officially the first shot of the night for the Ducks and then mm-hmm. looking a little shaky in the next few minutes had me a little nervous. I was worried that he was kind of going to kind of lose the, lose the opportunity to to kind of gain hold of, of the reins of the game and just we, we were going to see another poor night out of him. And I, I think he not only kind of defied that, but he went above and beyond. And, and not only did he stay with it after a pretty shaky start, he went above and beyond to play spectacular goaltending he wasn't just average he wasn't just okay he was making some huge saves and he really kept the blues in the game in the second half of that first period and, and later on before the blues broke it wide open he was the most valuable player for them for stretches there and i think that's really all you can ask out of a goaltender how many people had billy huso picked as their locked on player of the game probably should have been us honestly we should have been like you know he's probably going to get the start uh it's going to be big for him to go out there and be confident but 
Uh, we we didn't pick him, but I might pick him soon here coming up because I thought he played fantastic. And like I think that one sprawling save, I forget who he had it on. It might have been Comtois. I, I mean, just point blank, kind of wraps around the neck, pass comes in front for like a one-timer. He comes flying over and makes the save on him. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you write home about. That's the kind of stuff that drives your confidence as a goaltender. And so for him to... To have the display <laughs> that he had tonight, I think just only benefits this team moving forward. But also, I think a very important stat to touch on was, like we talked about Gibson having a fantastic season, was basically on Vesna pace before this series. He was a 942 save percentage, two shutouts already. The Blues came in, I think they put seven goals on him and 22 shots. That stat could be a little bit botched, but right around there, I mean, just they had basically just... shots tonight, so... Yeah, close to, but, close to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like right around there. So I'm, I'm thinking like, there's no way Gibson. And to be fair, his defense definitely hung him out to dry first game. They weren't very valuable in front of him last night. But man, just the way that the Blues offense has stepped up. We saw scoring from the third line, uh, which we haven't really seen. We've seen it sporadically throughout the season, but I thought they uh, were consistently forcing pressure on the Ducks defenseman. Robert Thomas got on the score sheet. Sammy Blay gets his first goal of the season. Colton Pareko gets his first goal of the season. So we've constantly been seeing that theme of guys getting that monkey off their back and then playing more confidently. I thought Colton Pareko had a very shaky game, uh, but mm-hmm. once he once he scored that goal, I think that's a huge sigh of relief for any player, much less a guy in his shoes who's supposed to be stepping up into the role of the number one defenseman on this team. So hopefully that's a big confidence boost for him moving forward and we continue to see his play on the rise. All the areas you, you touched on were were the, the definite highlights um, from tonight. I, I think also important to note that Braden Shen gets his fifth and sixth goal of the year, continues a seven-game point streak. Um, I think he's leading the team in goals now, right? I think so, uh, up there with six. Um, O'Reilly, I don't think he's found – he hasn't found the score sheet yet. Uh, he hasn't scored a goal yet, unless I'm mistaken. I don't believe so. We could double check that real fast. But then again, I think that that was sort of a, a trait with him last year too. Didn't it take him like four months to score a goal at home? Regardless, you look and all of a sudden, oh, he's got he's got a casual six assists. So even a guy like Ryan O'Reilly is is steadily contributing, and we have he seen does the best he he has one goal this season. He has one goal. Okay. Yes. Okay. So they still. weren't far off, but I think I think you're spot on about him. Like not maybe being frustrated, but kind of assuming like a different role than he was than he had with Buffalo because I think last year he had 12 goals for the team, which is probably which is this lowest total since 2011, if I'm reading this right. So he's not going to come out and be the productive goal scorer and assume that role that he was in Buffalo because basically he had no help, but he likes. He likes setting those guys up with those slick passes. Um, and when he needs to, he can be that offensive potential and go out and score goals, right? I mean, I feel like for a large part of that game, before we scored the first goal, it felt like he was the only guy firing pucks on net. And I was like, damn, like everyone's passing it, passing it around on the power play. I think we had a p- couple power plays that had no shots, but Ryan O'Reilly's out there just firing bullets on net, uh, trying to create havoc in the offensive zone, and it paid off. This team has really found their footing. In this series, I, I kind of described today as, or not even, I think, it was, I don't know if it was today's game or yesterday's game or both of them as sort of like a springboard as a really good opportunity for the Blues to sort of launch themselves into the momentum that's going to carry them through the rest of the season. And I think that we might have seen that just because I, I think that this was the, the best 120 minutes, I mean, easily the best 120 minutes of consecutive hockey that we've seen from them this year. And, and it really didn't look like there was any period they took off. 
Uh, and there were so many in the first few games of the season that I, I think that this is a really, really good sign, not only for, you know, it was great to win two in a row, but moving forward, I think that there's a lot of potential for this team to string a lot of wins together. It just comes down to a matter of uh, taking advantage of opportunities, and I feel like the Blues offense uh, did a really good job of that, not just last night, but over the course of this entire series. But uh, hockey fans, you have an opportunity to put some money in your pocket coming up here on Tuesday and Thursday when the Blues face off against Arizona because you can go to betonline.ag and put whatever bets you want down, whether you want the money line, you want the over, you want to bet on Jordan Cairo to get back and scoring a a goal, I think that's that's a a solid bet bet as well. Um, Make sure you go to betonline.ag. For all your betting purposes, use our promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. There's no reason to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. So don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. We'll be right back after a word from one of our sponsors. Obviously, Blues had a great game tonight. Still, special teams wasn't the best. I mean, their power play is looking really, really good, but penalty kill wasn't the, the, wasn't the greatest. You know, still an area that looks a little shaky for the Blues. So, moving forward, what do you think are the, some of the biggest takeaways the Blues can take from this series and, and input into their game for the rest of the season to have success? Well, number one, it's strange because you talk about the power play starting to find more production and I think even tonight or even last night I think the Blues the puck movement on the power play looks night and day I think Jordan Kyrou slotted into that second unit pretty nicely I think Mike Hoffman's I think he still needs to get more looks in terms of one timers uh, but I think that's the Anaheim Ducks kind of philosophy on the on the penalty kill is do at at, at all costs do not give up the cross crease pass so uh it was a little bit difficult for him last night and uh over the course of this series to get going but eventually he'll find the twine but yeah I think in terms of that I think the power play is right on the brink of tipping that needle and finally feeling the most comfortable that we've seen yet and I think the goals will come in flurries once that happens uh for the penalty kill it's a little bit different just because it's been difficult with the injuries thus far this season, and Bertuzzo is a huge guy on the penalty kill. I believe they said he's skating now after his injury, um, so once they get him back, I think that's going to help tremendously. But I, I wouldn't say the Blues did a bad job. I mean, they had one, they had one that obviously the Ducks scored on, but Justin Falk got in that shooting lane, got a piece of the puck. Unfortunately, it bounced off the ice and then started going high on Billy Huso, and he didn't save it. I don't think Bennington would have saved that either. That was a nasty puck going in. Uh, and he probably barely caught a glimpse of it as well. So mm-hmm. that's difficult for any goaltender to save, much less a guy who's has its first is it's his first season in the NHL. Um, but as long as the guys are getting pieces of pucks, putting their bodies in the lane, I think Justin Falk has done a very good job of that, and is kind of leading the way for this Blues team on the penalty kill. So. I'm excited to see uh, how it, how it goes over the course of the season and what kind of what kind of evolution the penalty kill becomes. Yeah, Justin Falk has definitely been one of the best, if not the best, player on this team uh, throughout the stretch of the season. And and one thing that we talked about, or that I, I know I talked about uh, on the last episode, that I think was ran true tonight as well, is it feels like every single game, the Blues piece a little bit more and more together, uh, whether it be another player getting his footing or 
or the power play or penalty kill unit, you know, starting to roll. And, I, and tonight I feel like we felt that as well. And, and obviously the biggest the biggest sign or the biggest one you could look at is Philly Huso. Um, he was kind of the last really important cog in the machine that I think that this team really had to get going. You, know, you couldn't rely on a, a goaltender that was playing as inconsistently as him throughout the stretch of a season. And it was definitely a question mark, you know, if he came out tonight and was really, really poor again, I think then, uh, the, as the Blues organization might start to look at a different, different, potentially a different player uh, to to play back a bully, you know, because it's it's a short season. You don't have time to let him take five, ten games to to work out those kinks. And not only did he come in and and play fine, he was above and beyond. He was a above starting caliber goalie tonight. Uh, so the Blues are getting contributions in bunches every single game. They're getting more and more from guys that have already been playing, you know, decent enough this year. So I'm excited to see what else they gain next game. Yeah, and speaking of next game, you got a you got a pretty solid goaltender on their end as well with Darcy Kemper coming in. Uh so it's gonna be it's gonna be crucial for the Blues to continue their momentum, especially with the offensive play uh, that they've been doing, just firing pucks on John Gibson all night long, making him uncomfortable, uh getting bodies in front of the net, playing physicality. I feel like we saw a physical style of blues that we haven't seen to the level that we did this series um, with Sammy Blay banging bodies and all of these guys just putting in the work, putting in the effort. Like we talked about on the last podcast, I feel like the defense kind of comes with the physicality and those two go hand in hand. So when the physicality goes up, the defense goes up. And I feel like the Blues have done a very good job of that. So I think they're going to have to continue that against this Arizona team. Uh, they got Phil Kessel coming to town and Clayton Keller, an old St. Louis boy. Uh, so you obviously want to put on a good, a good show for them. I think they're 3-4, three 3-4-1 and, four, three, four and one on the season. So they're hovering right around 500, and the Blues are now sitting at the top of the division. The Avalanche saw Nathan McKinnon go down with some kind of mysterious injury. I'm not really sure what happened, but... I think we play them coming up soon. I think next weekend. So if he's out for that too, there's a lot of points to be had coming up here and a lot of crucial games that could prove to be humongous uh, towards the end of the season. So That's the thing with, with keeping all the games in division, keeping you know every division team is playing other division teams. You're going to get much more of a, of, a, of a close division race, but also a much more volatile division race. Like if... If Vegas gets hot for one week, not only are they winning six games straight, they're also uh, other teams are also losing six games straight. You know, mm-hmm. so there's going to be so much shifting around in the division, and the Blues are doing a really good job right now of riding that momentum. And and not to say that they haven't played like a first place team, but through what has been a relatively shaky start, it's taken them a while to find their footing. They still find themselves at first place in the division because they've played just consistent enough to not really get behind the eight ball. So it would be really easy to lose two series in a row and all of a sudden you got two teams that are eight points ahead of you but the blues have done a really good job of at least taking one out of two and now two out of two finally for the first time winning their last three like you talked about earlier so we could maybe we see the blues start going streaking win 11 in a row wouldn't that be something you might just take the whole division just off a run like that but yeah like you said if if the blues win 11 in a row then that means teams within the division lost 11 in a row games um and they're losing those points while the blues are gaining them so every game is crucial um and the points that you get in them even if you're just pushing games to overtime that you should be losing outright um i think that's big for this team so just competing giving a full 60 like we talked about even though the blues didn't give a full 60 last night they still came away with the dub um but against teams like 
Even a team like Arizona, I feel like that could be problematic. And I feel like if you go up against Colorado, Vegas, and you don't show up for one period, next thing you know, it could be eight nothing. And there's and there's no coming back from that. So uh, it's gonna be crucial to see what happens. I can't wait to watch. I know you can't wait to watch. But you know what else I can't wait to have, Josh? Ooh, what's that, Tommy? A good old fashioned built bar because built oh, bars built bar. are the best tasting protein bar ever and the improved built bar is even more delicious sir because they don't have six flavors they don't have four flavors they don't have How eight many? flavors they How have many? 18 amazing flavors josh let me just go down this list for you real fast okay they have nut and non-nut flavors too so for people like my sister who are allergic to peanuts you're good to go so 18 flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp along with the 12 og flavors coconut almond raspberry german chocolate peanut butter banana bread mint brownie salted caramel double chocolate orange toffee almond coconut peanut and peanut butter brownie oh my god each bar is covered in 100 percent chocolate they're soft and easy to chew and built bars are healthy so they're great for the health conscious guy you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat and if you're not health if you're not healthy if you're not health conscious like me uh, you're just a college student trying to find a way to get breakfast fast and easy before you go to class in the morning it's perfect you can just grab it like a like a like a little granola bar or a protein bar on your way to class, pop it in, chew it on the way there, and next thing you know, you're good for the rest of the day and you got plenty of energy. So each bar has about 15 grams of protein, only about 150 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carb. And if you act right now, you can use our promo code locked on when you go to builtbar.com and you'll get 20% off your first order. So like I said, use that promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar you'll ever have, I guarantee it. We'll be right back to wrap up this episode after a word from one of our sponsors. All right, Josh, so with Arizona coming up and the team that they've compiled, obviously they're sitting at 500, so it's another chance for this Blues team to get some much-needed points under their belt and increase their lead on the rest of the division. What do you think will be the key for them moving forward? Uh, I think it'll be something that we've been touching on all, all episode, and that's just to be to, to maintain their momentum. Uh, you know, Obviously, throughout the course of an NHL season, it's going to be really hard to get every single aspect of you know, your game going at, at the same time. Uh, and that's something that you sort of hope to get ironed out by playoff time. So I think it's going to be a learning process, especially with the weird schedule, especially with how short it was, uh, you know, how short the preparation was. So I think it's going to be really crucial for the Blues to, throughout the inevitable ups and downs of the season, whether it be injuries, guys getting on the COVID list or, or whatever, game cancellations, it's important that they kind of stick to their fundamentals and, and just play Blues hockey because there are going to be periods when they're going to be, you know, stretches of games when the power play is on fire and the Blues are scoring eight goals a game and there are going to be periods where the Blues can't score at all and Jordan Bennington's not playing well or Jordan Bennington's injured and Billy Hughes is going to be starting a bunch. So I think at the end of the day, we've seen, especially with what we've seen throughout the first few games of the season, it's evident that it's important to to maintain uh, momentum because even through a shaky, you know, how many games have Blues played? Nine? Even through what could be considered a shaky nine games, if you just maintain that momentum and and are, you know, have a relatively good path, you can end up first in the division. Uh, so I think if the the next 45 games follow, or 47 games follow that same pattern for the Blues, 
they can be really, really successful. It's just all about building off of that momentum and continuing to piece more and more of their game together. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we've talked about this over the course of a couple episodes here, but it feels like with guys getting the monkeys off their back and then finally finding their way in this system and finally feeling comfortable in this season and getting kind of guys firing on all cylinders, right? That's what we keep talking about. Braden Shen's been a staple all season long, sitting at 10 points. Jordan Cairo's been a staple all season long, sitting at 10 points. David Perron kind of came around like two, three games ago. He's already got nine points, so he's a man on fire. Jaden Schwartz, been a staple all season long, has seven. Ryan O'Reilly uh, is quietly has seven points. I think he's capable yeah, of having... Man. Yeah, I, I think he's capable of having even more. Tory Krug quietly has five points. I think he's capable of more. Colton Pareko has five points, got his first goal of the season last night. I think he's capable of more. Robert Thomas sitting at five points, hasn't found the back of the net yet, so that's going to be coming. I think once he gets that monkey off of his back, his passing capability is really going to open up. And even if he doesn't, I feel like uh, last night we saw the best game from the youngster on this season, just with his defensive back checking, his four checking. And I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but a couple of times uh, throughout the game, and I think last game too, so this whole weekend series, uh, he does like a little one-on-one move in the neutral zone or like in the defensive zone to avoid like a hit or the opposition taking it away. And Panger does a little, oh, over the, over the microphone. And I think that's how you know like Robert Thomas is really uh, dipping into his bag of tricks, as they say, and really coming around. So it's just a matter of time, I think, before he finds the back of the net. But even if he doesn't, five assists, He's doing what he's he's essentially going to get paid to do. I think Mike Hoffman sitting at four points. Obviously has one goal on the season, but Panger talked about it last night. It's, it's a tip-in, and for a guy that's a sniper and getting paid to be a sniper, was brought in to be a sniper, specifically on the power play, and rip those one tees. I think it's going to be great for Mike Hoffman to finally rip one of those wristers and have it just clean right into the back of the net, pop out to center ice and be like, yeah, okay, I still got it. So there's a lot of guys on this team that are not really leaving something to be desired, but we know that they're capable of bringing more. And I think as each game goes on, we'll find those pawns kind of fall in place. Um, and next thing you know, everybody's going to be top of the score sheet and not just a couple dudes throwing up 10 points. So There's so much potential in this team, and I feel like we haven't even kind of kind of touch the beyond the tip of the iceberg with what this team is capable of and i don't think it's going to be a matter of oh all of a sudden every single forward is on fire and the blues are scoring seven goals a night but i think it's going to be when Braden shan inevitably cools off all of a sudden mike hoffman's going to go on a tear and, and put up you know five goals in two games or whatever when when jordan bennington is, is a little shaky then billy huso makes a couple starts in a row and, and rips off a couple of wins there's so much to look forward to that we haven't seen already coupled with all of the positives that we've already seen throughout this season that I, I, there's just so much to be excited for um as a blues fan and right now just games every other night for the next three months so much hockey so much fun to watch uh, with jordan Cairo and Tory Crew, Mike Hoffman, all the the new emergence of players. It's gonna be a fun season. Yep, and you take a guy like Sammy Blay, who just found he got his first goal monkey off his back. You think he's not gonna go out there with something to prove because he wasn't in the opening day lineup? 
Uh, he's going to, I feel like he's going to take off or has the chance to at least. Kyle Clifford's been playing fantastic, had a goal the other night. There's no reason he can't skyrocket. I thought Vince Dunn, I thought honestly, besides Justin Falk, I thought Vince Dunn was our best defenseman last night. So there's no reason to think that he's not going to go out and prove all the haters wrong. Zach Sanford found the back of the net this series. So uh, like you said, man, Tyler Bozak's going to come back at some point. Bertuzzo is going to come back at some point, and this team is going to be absolutely fine moving forward. I don't know if you saw the talk about trading <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko. There's no reason to think that's going to happen. It's just so I don't know why people are in panic mode, but I think this team has all the makings of, like we talked about at the beginning of the season, a Stanley Cup contender. So we'll see what happens, but I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow my personal Twitter at Twelcher15. You can follow Josh's personal Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But as always, let's go Blues.